When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Girl, you got that sexy beast. You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, there's a Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick and a Loch Ness monster pussy? Wait, baby, sexy beast. Hello there and welcome back. Two sexy beasts, you're afraid, to the Menagerie Unexplained. Now, normally what we do in the show, as you know, is we rate and review sexy creature, cryptids, monsters, weird things of the occult, and we give them a little rating, and we have a little, we talk about them fighting, and we talk in golden detail on the research. But you know what? Mark Jago, I have not sat across from you in about two months. It's been two months. Yeah, two months, yeah. Since we were last doing this. You were, you were off flutering around in Edinburgh. I was... Pulling the flute off myself and got arrested in Edinburgh. Uh, no, that's not what happened. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's been a while. So I thought what we do, look, we just, I'm even talking too enthusiastic for how I want this episode to be. I'd love to be just <laughs> casual. Do you know what I mean? Now, I don't know about you, Jacob, but I'm a, I have a bit of a cold and I want you to feel sorry for me. What do you think of that? Yeah, that, I think like a tiny little cold is enough. Yeah. Before we recorded this, Tony came upstairs, wheezed, and he's like, man, sorry, I'm a bit out of breath. I went yeah, upstairs. I'm a bit out of breath. Yeah. And why did that offend you, Mark Jago? Because um, mm-hmm. about a month ago, I was walking to work and my lung just popped. Pop, 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 dirty lung. I'm going to show you how to make your man breathe. Oh. oh. Uh, no, I but do, I, I need better than that. I like, won't. Uh, it's like dirty pop. Uh, Justin Timberlake wasn't there to soothe my uh, woes, but yeah. That's I was it. Ju- You're fucking Ling. Ling. Yeah. You're don't <laughs> do. I know. Don't do anything. But I didn't do anything. No, I meant to say lung. Your lung popped. Well, it collapsed. It's uh, the full okay, name. You said pop, so don't correct me. The full name. <laughs> how dare you say something that I said? <laughs> yeah, just repeated you. Uh, the correct term is a primary spontaneous pneumothorax. Whoa. Yeah. Pneumothorax sounds like a cool dinosaur. Yeah. It's like, oh, and here we have the pneumothorax. Oh, beast wars. Yeah. So basically, for pneumothorax is there's these things on the top. Really technical here. Yeah. There's a thing at the top of your lungs that some people get called blebs. Um, and like yeah so the head of respiratory care was talking to me he was like and he drew a little diagram and it was like here's all your blebs and I was like what's a bleb and he's like well basically it's a bubble at the top of your lung that you get if you grow like if you're tall, tall yeah. fucking hate just back I look was, it's fine you haven't spoken it's in spoken a while. a while yeah if you're tall thin and skinny you get these things it's from growth spurts and stuff basically it's like weakening of the top of the lung uh, it popped when I was walking to work shit all the air filled in like leaked into my lung and the pressure difference made my lung sort of crumble ah, up. Yeah. Like a Coke can. Coke can, but apparently I've had it a couple of times, but... I, I thought when you said, when he showed you, look, these are your blebs and then you'd look really close at the thing and then it would smash your head into the thing. <laughs> making making stuff up. That's yeah. what i do if I was a doctor. Yeah, that and that, I think that's in the Hippocratic Oath. Uh, it is. You're allowed one prank per month. And you have to, see, you inflict violence so that they you keep yourself in employment. Yeah. You know, come here, and you smash someone's head. Right, let me fix that as, for you. As that's we all know quid. that most doctors are also serial killers. It's true. Uh, That'd be fact. a good show. And then what, yeah, and then, and then 
Mark Jago, how long were you in the fucking hospital? I was in the hospital for three and a half weeks. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so basically, I went into the um, emergency room and they were like, I went in, I signed up, I signed up for, uh, sure. subscribed to the emergency room, yeah. and then they brought me into the back, and they did all the tests, you know, like to check blood pressure, oxygen levels, blood tests, whatever like that. And uh, by the way, just to preface the story, I'm mm-hmm. terrified. I was terrified of needles. What's the name of that? Phobia? Uh, you should know that. You normally know those words. In- Inshallophobia. Yeah, spot yeah, on. Yeah, Go yeah, on. Spot on. But uh, I was terrified. I got my blood test, had to like turn away and like bite onto my own hand because I was so scared of needles. God. And then I, they were like, okay, we'll call you in the, when the doctor's ready to see him. So they sent me back out. Before I'd even, my arse touched the seat in the waiting room, mm. a doctor ran out and was like, right, come on, we're going to go to get an x-ray for you. I went to get an x-ray and then they were just talking to me like, hey, we did an x-ray. Um, did your GP said anything to you? I was like, oh, well, the GP said I might have some indigestion or something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and then I realized they were walking me into the resource department. Fuck. And I was like, and there's all the red signs and all the doctors are in their like, scrubs and gears. And then I was like, so what's going on? I was like, well, basically, yeah, your lungs collapsed. So what we're going to do now is insert a chest tube into you. Ah. And uh, so, yeah. So I am. Um, a chest tube or a test tube? I keep saying test tube and it's like, uh, <laughs> like all these little test tubes. Yeah. This this won't help you long, but. But we can grow babies on you. Babies on you. <laughs> we're making these some sort of like hive creature. Some sort of um, what's it called? Uh, that new Hideo Kojima film. Oh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding. Well, I've watched 30 minutes of that and I didn't even realize. It, it looks like a walking simulator. It looks insane. Um, we can talk about that later. Anyway, so the test chest tube. Uh, so it was this little thing that was called pig's t- pig t- pig tails va- pig's tails valve. Right. So they lay me down and they were like digging into me with their fingers and they were counting along like uh, my intercostal muscles. It's Jesus, you know know so much now about your body, man. It's the worst because the internet is the best and the worst thing because I googled everything and what the exact like the, what the worst scenario could be. What was your per- percentage of death? Uh, with this pneumothorax pretty minimal but mm. it could escalate to something called a tension pneumothorax which right. is like basically all the pressure in your lung goes out and it sucks uh, your heart over to the other side oh my god yeah it's like fucking, a Picasso job yeah it's terrible and it can like it sucks all the blood from one side of your body to the other because it's mm. all pressure build but anyway so they put it in my chest I was fucking loopy as fuck mm-hmm. they gave me loads of like morphine and stuff uh, but the cannula in my arm broke mm. uh, well they were giving it to me so my like uh, wrist or my elbow swelled up purple <sighs> anyway so they did put it in me and then they were like alright we're going to send you up to a ward so they sent me up to a ward now god load everyone at ward mm. um, it was a, a short stay ward like they're all sick and I appreciate that they're all sick but my god I think they literally just chose the loudest people ever to put in one ward really in the s- respiratory ward yeah no I just before the respiratory right. ward this was uh, the short stay ward so they're all screaming and like a lot of them were here for like ingrown toenails and mad shit like that yeah and they were like screaming and I was just like I was just a bit sort of anxious and I was in the hospital gown had no clothes they wouldn't let anyone see me for ages Uh, and eventually they let people in I got changed into clothes and then they oh there's a new thing in hospital by the way Mm -hmm. so uh, they have to check you for what's called MRSA or like that super bug Mm -hmm. so they have to swab your mouth cheek nose your anus and your um, mouth uh, rectum scrotum anus yeah, and your <laughs> mount, mount anus, did you, did you, uh, mount anus, crotch, m- mount anus, rectum, crotch, s- mark. Wow, <laughs> that's pretty good. And it's mad how they do your rectum and your anus. At the, they do, they have to swab it twice. Twice, yeah, because like your anus is in your rectum, but Ass they have to do your swab. crotch as well, uh, either side of your crotch. Oh yeah. So. 
they, That'd be tiddly. So this nurse comes in and he's this, this lad nurse and he's from the country and he's a fucking soundless lad ever. He's just like, cool. what's the crack? How are you? Like, and I'm like, oh man, I'm grand. And he's talking wow. like, oh, he's grand or whatever. And then he's like, oh, we're just going to send the nurse to um, swab your crotch and your anus. And I was like, ah, I was like, to be honest, I was in such like a weird mood. I was like, so, so I just didn't care what happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh grand, this lad's going to swab my anus. That's fucking grand, whatever. Mm-hmm. In walks this like, lovely old lady like so mm. old so nice and just so sweet yeah. and then she's like oh i'm just gonna run this along your crack now <laughs> and i was like i was trying not to laugh and then i was <laughs> i just try like do you know this, those sort of situations where you say like really uncomfortable things to try and break the tension like yeah yeah and i was just like uh i was like oh i won't let my uh <laughs> i said i won't let my wife know about this <laughs> <laughs> So you kind of embodied some '60s cat skills comedian. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, don't tell my wife, <laughs> wife about this. Ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. Pulling on your tongue. Yeah, yeah. Or was it? What's me? Your man from Caddyshack. Rodney Dangerfield. Rodney was like, oh, don't tell my wife about this. Uh, and she was like, oh, how long has you been married? Why don't you buy me dinner first? Yeah, and I was like, um, yeah, exactly. That's what I think. Yeah. I was like, how long have you been married for? And then I was like, I'm not married. I just said that. <laughs> and uh, then she was like, she went and then she was talking to the the, the sound male nurse. <laughs> And the sound male nurse, and they were just pointing and looking at me, and I was just sitting there. By the way, I have to see, see that cunt. He's a liar. He's after fucking lying to me. That's what she was saying. And at the time, that I, cunt's after lying I, to me about his dead wife. He told me he was a widowed. Yeah, he did a nasty neck on me. And at this time, I have da- like a, a little valve dangling that looks like a, um, a little pig's tail in a glass tube. Jesus, and when does I it wheeze? When I breathe out, it goes. It looks like. The, do you oh know what, my god! Do you know what it looks like? It looks. They just like, put that on you for fun. Uh, Let's see what we can stick on this cunt. Uh, it looked like uh, the the neck of a whoopee cushion. Whoopee cushion, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, and they said, all right, we'll get this out of you. Uh, you'll be going home tomorrow. We'll be back on work on Monday. So mm-hmm. this was on Thursday. And I was like, yeah, fine, for whatever. So they sat me down. And then uh, they... I got, re- I got really... Cu- like, this nurse called uh, Vinny. She was just a lovely uh, nurse. Uh, she, I think she was telling me she's from India. She came over here. Um, and she... Um, was literally just she came in she hated everyone else in the ward I, i'm gonna say this now but the nurses were just like the Fair. best best person ever and or best people ever and mm. she came in she'd chat to me for ages she'd close the curtains pretend she was doing some sort of blood test to me and just talk to me for ages because oh, she knew i was nervous and she, she had to keep i had to keep getting cannulas you know the little the lines oh, God, in yeah i had to get four or five of them and then and I, by the end i'm not scared of needles now but all right mm. and then they took it out and they said all right we'll give you 24 hours just normal and we'll see how it is uh, I was ready to go I packed up I put my shoes on I was ready to go at the end of 24 hours and uh, the doctor comes rushing in and just goes oh yeah sorry yeah you're gonna have to go back and your lungs collapsed again it's actually gotten worse oh god and I was like what the fuck and I I, I was like really stressed I was like what the fuck uh, so then I was like okay I'll go back to sleep and yada 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 uh, and then just this was about like 8 o'clock at night visitors were coming in to visit people obviously mm. um, and two surgeons walk in and they're like, okay, we're just going to do a chest tube into you now. And I was like, okay, same as last time. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty yeah. uh, intense. And then two more nurses came in. And then two, uh, an orderly came in. And so one of the nurses was, poked up a new cannula, pumped me full of morphine. And I was like, this isn't so bad. And they injected uh, local anesthetic into me. Mm. And I was like, this isn't so bad. And then they told me to grab the side of the bed turn over and like grab like on my so my side is facing up in the air mm. and then they cut into me and I couldn't feel anything and then the pressure started uh. so you could feel like the needle was uh. the size of like um, a thick pen oh my god and you could feel it popping 
as it goes through your this is actually disgusting this is should be a freaking counter yeah as, as it goes through each layer of muscle uh, and you can feel your so you rib skin muscle skin fat muscle and you can feel your they, them spreading apart your rib ah i know i'm not like i'm not exaggerating this is the most unimaginable pain i've ever felt in my life ah and it was um I'm not ashamed to say it, like it was tears pumping out my eyes. Oh, I'd say so. And I was actually asking them to stop, like, please stop. Like, it was <sighs> such an, like, and then it was over. It was like, it was, I'd say it was a good 10, it was 15 minutes at max. Mm. Uh, and then the doctors got to shake my hand. And I was like, and I, and I, was like I fucking hate you, lads. <laughs> and, uh, you give me Paul Hollywood. Yeah, your man, your man, uh, his name is Hugh. He was actually such a sound lad, a doctor in the end. But he, I was looking at him and he was like, uh, he's like, oh man, I'm sorry about that. Like, uh, and then he was talking to me. He's like, yeah, I haven't done many of them. I was like, oh fuck, they shouldn't have fucking Jesus. He was a good landing, but then all right, so I'm like physically and mentally drained from this. They open mm. the curtains, and the fucking whole room is full of visitors, and there's no one there to see me because mm. I was getting it done or whatever. And I'm there, I've topless, there's blood pumping all over the bed, and, uh. and I'm just there, and then a lad across me, some mad L Dublin lad, goes, oh. That sounded a bit rough, didn't it? And <laughs> and all his bloody like um, visitors started howling laughter, like mm. ha And I'm there, fucking just wet, fucking oh, having been ravaged. Yeah, but then this nurse comes or this doctor comes in and goes, "Oh, this is the guy who's getting the thoracic uh, thoracic chest tube in. Oh, I missed it. Oh, darn!" And then the nurse just like turns to the doctor and was like, "Will you just please leave?" Like, oh, fucking yeah. hell! So anyway, that's horrible. But the worst thing was what. It was stuck to suction, and the suction was like five feet away on the wall, so oh. I couldn't move for five days out of the literally tethered to the wall. Li- literally te- tethered to the wall, and uh, they gave me like tablets because opi- I was on a lot of opiates, mm-hmm. which are fucking unreal, by the way. Like I know there's a huge crisis in America about the opiates, but like yeah, but we can't buy them over the counter here, so yeah, happy that, days. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. but. And they give me lots of tablets to unconstipate me. This is actually really gross. Sorry, I'm just like... Unconstipate you. Un- so, yeah, opioids make you so constipated, like crazy constipated. Oh, really? Yeah, so they give you they give you loads, me loads of tablets. Uh, and it, again, it was about two days into it, and I was hadn't shit in two days. And then they were like, uh, all right, it's visiting time. Everyone's visitors here. And all my visitors turned up. And then I was like, oh, my God, two days where shit is going to come out of me right now. And uh, by the way, I can't move. Yeah. So I ha- And I had to go for shit. Uh. And the room is full of people. I'd say there's about... 30 people in the room no and I had way. to I had to call the nurse and say out loud nurse can I have a commode and she brings over a commode and I just closed like a bigger commode a bigger commode a bigger commode my, I need more I need Mark Kerr mode <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah uh, yeah and so now I have no fear I'm the man with no fear fucking hell so you've got overcoming fear shitting in public yeah. needles yeah. Um, being held down and having your lung <laughs> fucking inserted with a massive needle yeah uh, uh, isolation is another one probably Isolation yeah you start to go a bit mad Luckily I had my uh, tablet And I had watched everything on Netflix And mm. you know best Netflix show by far like, And it's this is slept on And not many people have known well, it Call, Call the Midwife Call the Midwife Yeah it's absolutely like <laughs> I, I, I know it's terrible But I want to live back in 1950s uh, East End London popular. Really? I, I love it I, I watched all I watched five seasons <laughs> in the hospital. And, wow! And, and yeah, because I was there, like I was. The pain was so intense because it's a big, like rubbery tube in your chest, yeah. and you can't move. So they give you insane amount of painkillers. Like, mm. um, now this is the first chest tube or second chest tube. So I, so after they took that out, it collapsed again. 
they were like, oh, mm. whoops. So respiratory turned to me and they're like, listen, nothing more we can do. We're going to send the big boys in. So they send in the cardiothoracic, which are the people who operate on heart and lungs. Right, yeah. And these were no nonsense, absolute fucking like mavericks. They were Top Gun. Yeah. Uh, walk this, 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 her name's Joanne. She, I don't know her second name was. Uh, she walks in and she's a nice like surgeon. She's in her blue gear and she's like, what, well, we have a choice here. We knock it out. Gay would do another chest tube, another five days. And I was like, what's the chance of it happening again? She says, pretty big. It's like, or what we do is we do an operation on you, cut you open in three places, like uh-huh. keyhole surgery. Yeah. And then same thing, you've been on chest tube, but the chances of happening again are pretty slim. So I was like, oper- you were there actually, were you? Yeah, I was there when yeah, you got yeah, told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the next day, the head of cardiothoracic, Mr. Ryan, comes in, oh, which wow. I never understand. So you study for so long to become a medical doctor. Yep. And then the next step up from a medical doctor is a mister. Wow, really? Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, it's you're mister if you're a layman, then doctor, and then mister. But, like, a, you have to be called mister. So they're like Mr. Ryan to him. Ooh. Uh, oh, Mr. Ryan. But he walks in. Maybe mister stands for something else when you're that high. Uh, master race. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I found funny, Jago, when, when I was sitting there with you and... Um, uh, the doctor came in and explained that you were going to be doing sur- getting surgery and explained all what the surgery was and everything like that and then said, now, you're going to be in a tremendous amount of pain, but um, you'll be getting a morphine drip. Yeah. And then she left and you were like, do you hear that, man? I'm getting morphine. And I'm like, yeah, because she just said that you're going to be in intense pain. <gasps> but yeah, she was she's great. She used to check with me every day. But I think she had to, to be fair. Um, I don't think she like, wanted to be friends with me or anything in the no, hospital. No, no, she was fairly no nonsense. But anyway, Mr. Ryan walked in and... Mr. Ryan is so hot. He was so... He was this tall, sort of foppish D4 lad. Mm. And he was like... He's about like 50, 60. And he walks in and he's like... Um, all right, yeah, we're just going to do a pleurectomy and a bullectomy and on a thoracic fat, a video assisted thoracic. And he said it to me. And then... And I, you said, English, motherfucker, do you speak it? <laughs> I literally turned to him and I was like, sorry, what's that mean? And he's like, this, you will just cut three holes in you. You might bleed to death. We might pierce your heart. Like, he went on this list of the worst case scenario. Yeah, they have to cover that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and, and like, I literally, he, then he took out his signature and was like, sign that for me. And I was like, well, what's the worst that can happen? He's like, oh, we can cut through all your nerves on your left, right, on your right-hand side and mm-hmm. you won't be able to feel anything for, for years. Well, I presume that anything that's a potential risk of surgery is something that has happened before in a surgery. In med- yeah, I think they journal. literally add it to the end of it if something yeah. really random happens or yeah. whatever. But listen, this has been going on for 23 minutes. So anyway, they do the operation. I mean, a tremendous amount of pain. Have the morphine. Yep. Je- like they said to me before I went in, like you'll have a pack, which is a... Um, uh, patient assisted or er, pack, yeah, something like that. Oh, uh, patient anesthesia assisted control or pump. something like that, and a, a anal, analgesic. Mm. Uh, it's pronounced analgesic, and uh, so they give it to you, and they're like, just knock, press it as many times as you want. Right, and I was like, this is the morphine? Yeah, morphine, and I was like, yeah, that won't. That's I'm not gonna press that at all. Like, I'm oh, just big tough man. Yeah, woke up and like from every five minutes, and it makes this really cool like video game sound. Yeah. Do you there when I yeah, press yeah. it? Do, 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 it's like, I'm like yeah. pressing it and then tsk, tsk, it, tsk, I'm like telling yeah, I'm telling you, like I fell asleep and I just missed pressing it and I woke up and I was like, I had to scramble for it and press it other times. Oh wow! Some, but anyway, so after four or five days, um, they took it out and that was like the most, the waiting was agonizing that mm. they to see. I had so many like little panic attacks, being like, oh, it's back. Oh my god, I can fucking feel it back. And they did like four or five X-rays to check on it and they were like. Um, yeah, that's fine. Send you off. Uh, put your slippers on. You're going home. At, like out the door I, on the Sunday night, out mm-hmm. the door. 
and um, went to the pharmacy downstairs got like 110 euros worth of medicine jesus all painkillers wow um and now yeah i'm here uh, are you still on any painkillers? I am, yeah. Cause give me them. Give me what you got. No, they're not good ones. They actually gave me like a fucking huge box of paracetamol tablets oh, as well. Shit. Um, but basically, I have the lung capacity of like a really old man now. So when I'm, I, I can't walk places too far. Going upstairs is mm-hmm. killer. They said it will. They give me this little tube thing. Did I show you that? Yeah. So it's a little tube with three balls at the end, and when you uh, blow or suck into it, it'll, the balls will move, and it tells you how wide your lungs are. Well, look, if you want something proper, to I can give you something so I can make the balls move. If you want to get better, if you want to get better, just suck my suck my balls. I didn't if say that. If you wanna, I'm just saying I wouldn't be doing. I wouldn't be messing around with that plastic thing. If you, I've I've got a different instrument that you can suck that you the balls. Oh, a nice flute, is it? Uh, flouting, yeah. Flouting. Um, but anyway, modern medicine is actually crazy. Like a lot of people give a stick to like the emergency rooms and waiting rooms, mm-hmm. but if they know that you're really sick. Mm-hmm. They will move the fucking heaven and earth. You like, yeah. There was a nurse, and I uh, this day I was fucking at my lowest. I got, um, I think <clears throat> six or seven blood tests that day, and I no no it was a bit less than that. it was a four or five sorry, and I'd gotten like they had to keep changing cannulas. It was just after my operation, and my cannula like loosened, and I had to change it, and I was like I literally cannot do any more blood tests. Uh, I was really like I was getting in my head, and I was like I can't do any more, but like and. It, it's weird that your body reacts it like my veins start what they call shy veins like mm-hmm. your my veins all started to like sort of uh my skin became really uh he- I, I can't even explain it but my yeah, skin they, they kind of disappear from under the surface yeah exactly so they sort of shrink in it was a lot of due to do dehydration your body makes you dehydrate yeah. and shit and this nurse came in and she was like talking to me and she was like i'm 20 years experience in, in uh like neonatal care like baby care and stuff like that and she has to put loads of needles and babies. I'm oh, like, wow. that's the fucking worst. And she was, as she was talking to me, she was just like rubbing my arm, looking for a vein or something like that. And then she just said, oh, we're done now. And I was like, I looked down and she had actually put cannula in without me paying attention. Wow. And I was like, fucking, the nurses are unreal. Wow. Like, that's tip top. Yeah. Um, I made a lot of friends. Like, and they were all like, they're all from all over the country. There's a guy from like Carlo who was like actually born in England in the mm. ward. It was really nice. The last day this woman came in and uh, I think she was faking it, to be fair. Really? Yeah, and then she kept asking the nurse to scratch her back. Like, she pressed the emergency button, and the nurses would run around the corner. Ah, fuck and that. To scratch her back. Don't be exploiting that shit. Well, Jago, look, did you... One question. Yeah. Have you? Do you have any kind of a new appreciation for uh, your freedom and your life and your health? I am... I, like, I... I wouldn't say I was, like, not confident before. Like, I, I talk a lot of shit, but there's times I get really nervous about things. Mm-hmm. But, like... I, I've started walking up to people and randomly talking to them on the street. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Like, it's just like, so someone was buying something the other day. I was, no, I was buying some Tesco and then I was like, oh, they're really nice or something. And then I was, as I walked away, I was like, that's kind of weird. But then I was like, why was it weird? It's the humor interaction. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. it was because I was like, literally, I wasn't quarantined. Like, I could talk to the people beside me and stuff like that. Mm. But it was, I was just so isolated that the only person Completely I could talk. Completely out of your comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. But now, like, I've, after the the chest tube, I've not I've lost a lot of fear, and there is like every so often, like I woke up the other night and I thought I had my lung collapsed, and I stood up and I was just in panic sweat, and I just took a deep breath and I was like, your lungs not collapsed, you know what a lung collapse feels like, mm. you're not doing, you're it's not happening to you. So I sat down and it's just it gives you more tools to deal with. If you've been in a huge accident, it gives you more tools uh, tools to don't sweat the small stuff, man. Yeah, basically that's what it all boils down to. That's great, man. Well, you know what? It scared the shit out of me. I ran straight out of your ward and bought myself some fucking health insurance because scared the fucking shit That's the shit thing out as well. Health insurance, lads. 
Yep. Yep. The thing is, because I'm I'm a non-smoker, mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm relatively healthy. Like mm-hmm. I had a You're like, active, active walk around everywhere. <laughs> I've got a very fast walk. Apparently, you do uh, far too fast. Not anymore though. I'm a bit of old man shuffle. Sure. Um. Yeah. So go, and I, I want to say one thing. Tony put up something saying, uh, send lovely message to Jago, and some of them were obviously like he has a shit dick and like shit dick, yeah, shit dick, and he's uh, he's Tony's. What was it? Tony's sidekick. Tony's mascot. Yeah, that was that was. Just, uh, cheers for that, lad. Yeah. Um, but it's always the shit ones that stand out. But some of the messages I got were so nice. Um, yeah, thank you very much, guys, for yeah. sending in your lovely Pe- your lovely messages. People I didn't really know actually messaged me saying like, "Listen, you want to?" I got offer to send like a care package from Canada. Ah, uh, that was lovely. Uh, like uh, people, a nurse got in touch with me. Um, um, was saying like, "How are you getting on?" Sort of explaining the situation. She knew what she was talking mm. about. Um, yeah, but it actually it was a bit. It actually touched me a little. I was like, yeah. "We're two lads who talk shit about monsters on on the internet." But hey, we're a community. Hey, hey, we're family. Yeah. And to celebrate that, when I'm 100% better, we'll be holding a little house party for some... Big style. So this is the big announcement. We are having the Sexy Beast Gaff Party. Yeah. In the Sexy Beast Gaff. And we're going to be putting tickets on sale in a couple of weeks' time uh, from when you hear this. Uh, yeah. We just need to iron out a couple of things. But I'm telling you, man, it's going to be a big old piss-up. It's going to be... It's, like, we do... We've done podcast shows before, and they're good... What what we like is sort of a more interaction between the people. So we're gonna be on your level. It's gonna be like mm-hmm. it's gonna be house party. It's gonna be <coughs> excuse me. It's gonna be BYOB. Yeah. It's gonna be BYOG. Yeah. Bring What's your own gear. Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. No. I can't say that. Uh, no, yeah. Bring no. your own beer. It's gonna be a real relaxed affair. We'll obviously be talking about beasts, but there'll be more crowd interactions. What I'm thinking we should do, Jago, mm-hmm. is I think I think we should have a proper battle for the beasts. I think we have a lot of very samey big footies lads in there and I think we need to fucking sort the men from the boys in there and get some of them so get some of them guys out. I think yeah. we need to call. I think we need to do a wide call. Yeah, we killed one of them last season, so And we have never once had people's involvement in the framing of the Premier Crypt. So yeah. I wanna have a big whiteboard there with the Premier Crypt, like you see in fucking top gear, and I wanna get this ranking once and for all. Maybe we should have a fan score where people get to just oh. give a score for the fans and that could change the... Fex. 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 P-H-F-E-C. Yeah. Um. So that was a half an hour talk about my sexy lung. Yeah. Um. Tony, you've been up to some stuff. I was up to some stuff. I, you are now looking at Tony Cantwell, uh, expert. You know, they say you go to Edinburgh, Jago, you come back fucking bulletproof. Well, call me Robocop, you cunt. <laughs> Sorry, got carried away. <laughs> Jesus, you, uh, you put your feet up on the I table. I did, yeah. You got mad into that one, I love that. I did, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think I'm bulletproof. But uh, I tell you, Edinburgh's, Edinburgh's fun. Edinburgh's fun, and it's a fun slog. So. How many, yeah, how many uh, shows did you do day after day? Well, in total, I did fifty shows Fucking in 25, 25 days. Uh, so it was like twenty, twenty-four of my own, uh, twenty-two uh, dream gun, hmm. uh, and and then two like kind of comps and stuff like that, um, which just shows you show up. You're kind of part of a compilation of comedians, and then you do five minutes, and you're like, "Hey, come now to my this show, is, please." This is, this is what I call comedy ninety-eight. Yeah, no, this is what I, yeah, that's a comp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. All right. Let's break it down. What was your <clears throat> highlight, your biggest moment? My biggest moment. Um, I had a really good, I probably the last Saturday show was uh, a sold out one. And then I had a lot of pals coming over from Dublin and mm. London, which was nice. 
Um, and by then, that was like the second last one I had done. So I'd kind of like got my reps in. Yeah. So I knew exactly the show. It was tight. I was able to talk to people. Because that's the thing. What if I went there? Not to, you know, I, I don't like to completely uh, reveal too much of my insecurities when it comes to performing and comedy. But uh, when, you know, I, I don't, you know, I before going there, I don't think I connected as much. I don't. I think I tried to be like, right, there's a stage. I just get to go up there and I just get to do the thing, you know. And that's, I, I do the show. Not mm. necessarily knowing that there's a connection there, that you talk to people and that people communicate their enjoyment with their laughs and their mms and their ahs and things that go along with that so like there's without that connection people are sitting there and they may as well be at the cinema and if it's a film they're not enjoying they're going to be fucking talking through the yeah. whole thing um, but e if you make the connection even if it's something they're going to enjoy it more but even if it's something they don't enjoy uh, they're probably not going to fucking talk the whole thing because I don't get heckled but I guess some people being like uh, you fucking just see your man there and they're like Having a full-blown conversation, and there's there is no cool way of being. Excuse me. Yeah, can you stop doing that? Yeah, <laughs> can please. You stop. You, you know, I'm like, oh my god, I'm a fucking substitute Irish teacher, right? I now. like, I was following a lot of people on uh, a lot of comedians on Twitter, mm -hmm. um, and some of the stories I was hearing of, like, two drunk lads had nowhere to go, so they bought tickets to like a show and fell asleep, like in front of the. Yeah. I had four drunk guys, four drunk, and they actually turned out to be good crack. Which is not a fucking thing I'd even believe I'd say. Like, you know, normally I'm like, anyone I thought who wasn't listening or was a bit drunk or inebriated or up for banter, I'd, I'd think, right, this is going to this is gonna completely throw me off mm. and I'm going to turn into an actual bottle of chilled water live on stage because <laughs> uh, I'm going to be so nervous. But um, but these lads are great crack. But they, <laughs> I was asking them, like, what would you call a frigid in Scotland? You mm. know, someone who hasn't kissed anyone before. And they were like, oh, yeah, we have a word for that. Wanker! And it's like, well, that, that's sort of like crack, you know, they can fucking be shouting. And then, like, you know, you can just, then you have fucking stories you can kind of go off the back of that, you know. So yeah. it was it was tremendous fun. Because you've been called wanker a lot. I've been called wanker quite a lot. I know. Uh, that was your highlight. What was your, the lowest moment? The lowest moment. Um, <laughs> well, I had a, a show where it was like four people. And there was like literally like a mom and a dad and two kids. Because your show's pretty blue. Um, it's kind of blue. It lost a lot of its blueness uh, throughout the run mm. because I've said this before, and I'll say it again. I kind of believe I, I kind of believe when you're crafting a joke, right, that it's like sperm trying to impregnate an egg, right? Yeah. And there's mul there's multi layers to it, right? At the center of that egg, right, is a gorgeous, perfectly worded, crafted, clean, gorgeous joke that you just think that is fucking gas. On the outer crust, the very outer crust is um, racist jokes, yeah, uh, uh, kind of like fat shaming jokes, like quick easy jokes. On the inner core of that is like uh, inappropriate kind of sex jokes. You know, in the inner core of that is like the immersion flat seven up and mammy jokes, right? Yeah. So it it depends on how I, I kind of visualize it. It depends how how far the sperm can fight before it gives up and dies, right? If it fights all the way to the egg, then it's going to come with a cr yeah. created joke. Most people stop at sex and farts and shit, and so do I. But I kind of found, after doing it multiple times, there are, are, that's just kind of a bit of a crutch, and you can kind of, um, you know, you can get away with not doing that. Now, I find some of the funniest stuff funny, so I'm still going to talk about fucking how much I want to ride the absolute hoop off Nala the lion. Yeah, you know, I'm not. That's not going anywhere. That's your. That's your brand. That's my brand. I'm a cat. Cat fucker. fucker. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I can say it. Uh, so yeah. So there was a like, yeah a, a ma and a and a dad and two kids and literally like the dad had his fucking arms folded, feet up 
on the stage. On the stage. That is, that's pure. He was there. And he was like, go on, fucking, go on, monkey, make me laugh. And then there was a bit in the show where I put ham on my face and one of the kids left. That's, you told me about that, yeah. yeah. And she left, she came back though, didn't she? She did come back. Um, and I was kind of like, you could have said something, you know, I'm just going to go to the loo. But then I thought, no, wait, you don't want to interrupt the show saying, hey, I'm going, fucking having a piss. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's four of them, like, so did you, like, you, you just have to talk. Yeah, you to had them. to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't just be like, right, I'm going to go into, hey, this is my routine. And hey, yeah. do you ever, hey, guys, do you ever get the way? You can't just be doing that. You have yeah, to be who's like, a frigid here? Who's a frigid? You are, sir. Your little kid, your son is, sir. Um, <laughs> your little son's a frigid. Your little son's a frigid. Although that is still, it is. Frigid is still the funniest thing to call someone in like the 30s. You know, mm. like, here, you know, your man's still a fucking frigid. frigid like. That's pretty funny. Anyway, for <clears throat> non Irish listeners, frigid is someone who hasn't kissed anyone before. I, sa- I already said that. Oh. No, maybe I didn't. I'm trying to be more inclusive. That's my new, uh, uh, my new year resolution. Be more inclusive to. It's chat to people in Tesco. Yeah. Who are scared, armed, uh, be more inclusive. Man, I said that as a good thing, and it is a good thing. I think we need more human interaction. I 100% I would, agree. I would usually just be the person on the bus with my phone down, but now I'm going to be the person be like, ah, look here, would you like a little silk? That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be going dirty, Michael, dirty on anyone. Dirty, Michael, on anyone, yeah. Uh, no, well, I wouldn't go chatting to anyone on the bus. Uh, I think outside of that, well, look, do what you do. Uh, I think it's great. No, no, I mean, like, if, if there's a reason to chat to someone, I'm not going to randomly mm. walk up to someone and be like, because that, uh, that is... Like fucking nuts! I think if people just like talk to you for no reason whatsoever. But if someone is like in a shop and they have uh, Battenberg cake in one hand and then like a Swiss roll in the other, I'd be like, "Yeah, Battenberg, that me up, baby." <laughs> okay, we'll I, don't do I, that I, either. We'll do that either. Yeah, I'd be yeah, like Swiss, Swiss roll. Say, get the Swiss roll. Yeah, Clem. Yeah, uh, I totally agree. I think we should talk to more people. I I found myself to kind of turning into my dad a little bit. You know, you know, you talk. Your dad's like chatting to like the waiter or the waitress or whatever. Yeah. I might give him the chat. Or hands back a plate that's empty. Clearly, he's been like you know wiped it with a bit of bread, gotten all the juices out of it. And like how was it? Oh shite! Yeah, oh, it's, it was it's shite. terrible. I want a refund. Yeah, a refund. Uh, no, d- interestingly, I got a taxi. I love chatting to people now. I I was in a taxi, right, and I was um, I put my hand out for a taxi, and there was no taxi stop. And then I hear some lad shouting, and he goes, he grabs me by the shoulder, and he's like, "Here, uh, that, there's a taxi for you. I was going to take it, but you can take it." And I was like, "That's really nice." And he, he sends him in, and the taxi's like, "He's a bleeding mad bastard. That's me brother-in-law." Uh, and I was like, oh, Grant, fair play to him from giving me a taxi. And he's like, yeah, I was going to drop him back with Temple Oak, but he decided to send you in it. And I was like, that's bad. And then I, it was a lovely day, and he's like, oh, it's a bleeding scorcher. And he goes, yeah, do you know, do you ever hear Mick Leach? And I was like, sorry, who's that? And she's like, oh, that was the guy who put you in the taxi. And I was like, he's one of Shamrock Rovers' number one top scorers in the 70s. What? Uh, and then he played for Ireland for ages as well. No way. And we got talking about football and how my dad likes football and I don't really mm-hmm. like that football and stuff. And me and the taxi driver had a chat and he pulled over uh, when I was at my destination and we talked for another five minutes. And like before I would operation, I would have just been like, yeah, that's great, mate. Uh, cheers for that. Like, uh, yeah. That's great. Yeah, he was a real sort of... It's nice... To connect to people. Well, do you know what, Mark Jago? I think you have your book there. You have your pen. I think you should get journaling. I think you should remember your state now as as being uh, appreciative and grateful mm. and wanting to interact with people. Because sometimes you can see, you know, you, uh, habits can make you seep back into whatever. Oh, but you're man. changing shit up. Like you moved out of your gaff now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things changing up. Saving so up to buy a house. Saving up to buy a house. So there's a fucking, you know, you have new habits fucking on the reg and yeah. you should keep it up. It's great. I haven't been in work for about a month and a half. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, Very good. Fucking Very Lady good. Leisure still get paid every Friday. Oh God! Well, should you be saying, you know? By the way, we're we're doing this in Jago's bed. By the way, just oh yeah, so you know, yeah, yeah. We're recording this in Jago's bed. He's still, <laughs> he's still. Okay, I'm not touching so, you. Stop <laughs> it. Um, 
Yeah, that was a little cathartic fart. There you are now. That's a recap. That's what we've been up to. Might not have always been funny, but now you fucking know. Yeah. Some people just want to hear a bit more about us and yeah. uh, about the um, the inner workings of uh, the medical uh, industry. Yeah, we, we, I sorry, I went on for 23 minutes of them talking about me lungs. Hey, um, you're fucking well entitled to it, man. Keep an eye out because we're going to be discussing more about the sex abuse. Sex abuse golf party. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's not going to be that many seats, so it, it's going to be in our office. In our offices. It's yeah. going to be very limited seats, um, but it's going to be fucking tremendous crack. Yeah. Um, Mark Jago, I, I love you. I love you, Tony, and I love our listeners. And I love our listeners, and thank you so much again for reaching out to Jago. Uh, we really do appreciate yeah. with our, our beautiful community that we have. And tune in next week where we get back, Sister Act 2, In the Habit, yeah. and have a look at our sexy little premiere crib. Check out Call the Midwife because there's loads of sisters in that as well. Okay, perfect. And Jago, do you have maybe a, a nice proverb that you can make up off the top of your head? Make up the top of my head. Um, when your lungs are down... Yeah. Look, don't, don't frown. frown. Yeah. You got that sag, You're just so sexy. Are you a Loch Ness monster? Or are you Bigfoot, cryptid, supernatural vampires, banshees, Tony and Jago? Oops, says that Wendigo. Hey, 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 come on after me. Who the fuck said you could laugh at me, smack with me? With a Bigfoot dick, you could slap with me? Blasphemy. You could uh, come at me with a Bigfoot dick, with a Loch Ness monster, pussy. Wait, baby, sexy beast. This has been a Pod Stuff Headcast Network. Um, 